Now welcome Sam. It's our tradition to share with us a reflection on growing up in this congregation. Hello. As Carl said, I'm Sam Melcher. I'm a senior at Frederick High School, and I don't remember the first time I came to this congregation because I was a baby at the time. My parents brought me to UUCF as a baby and a toddler, but sometime around then we stopped coming for various reasons. I didn't have much religious structure growing up. Rather, my parents sort of left me to do my own thing religiously, which in some ways is the most UU thing they could have done. However, when I was about 10, my dad decided that might be a good experience to try UU again. So he brought me and my younger sister, Ella, to a service here. I don't remember what the sermon was about, but I remember that I was bored. (laughs) Enjoying a UU sermon takes a bit more intellectual energy than most fifth graders can easily muster. So it was another three or four years before I took another crack at Unitarian Universalism. In eighth grade, I started getting more interested in religion, and I talked to my dad about attending some house of worship somewhere. My dad knows a decent bit about religion, So when I told him what sort of religion I was interested in specifically, he recommended I look into either Quakerism or Unitarianism. I didn't really know much about either, but Unitarian Universalism sounded cool, and all I knew about the Quakers were that they called each other friend and had oatmeal. (laughs) Since then, I've learned considerably more about both faiths, And though I have nothing but love for the Quakers, I think that I made the right decision. There are a lot of ways that UUs and Quakers are similar, and a number of ways that were different, but my favorite definition comes in the form of an old joke. It goes, what's the difference between Unitarians and Quakers? Quakers know they can't sing. (laughs) I did not realize when I was originally writing that, that today was a choir Sunday. So that was not directed at all of you. You guys are amazing. That was directed more at those of us who are generally in the congregation. And the reason we can't sing comes in the form of another old joke. Why can't Unitarian Universalists sing very well? Because they're always reading ahead to see whether they agree with the next line. (laughs) If anyone's interested in more UU jokes... I know more, (laughs) but this isn't a stand-up routine, and I've digressed enough. My understanding of Unitarian Universalism does, in fact, consist of more than a handful of Unitarian jokes, but that understanding took some time to develop. It began in eighth grade when I started regularly attending UU on Sundays. My dad had learned his lesson three years before and knew better than to throw me straight into a sermon, so instead I started going to the teen youth group and I loved it. That spring, I helped to put together the youth sermon on hope. I remember four years ago, standing right here in this exact spot in front of the congregation on a pair of crutches and talking about the legend of Pandora's box. After the youth sermon, I continued going to the youth group, but I heard stories from my dad about Reverend Carl's sermons, and I was curious. So, in my freshman year of high school, I decided to come to the sanctuary instead of the back room. I don't remember what the sermon was about, but I remember that I was intrigued. Since then, 
Other commitments and the shifted circadian rhythm of a teenager have ensured that I don't make it every Sunday. But when I do, I'm always glad that I came. I'm proud to call myself a Unitarian Universalist and that identity has been influenced heavily by this congregation. But it was also influenced by a world religions course that I took last year. I liked my teacher, but he taught very heavily from the textbook, which emphasized the big five religions. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism. Other major religions like Sikhism, Shinto, or Baha'i all got barely a passing mention in that class, so I figured correctly that our little faith would go unremarked upon. Because of that, I picked Unitarian Universalism as the subject of my final research paper, both to better educate myself and perhaps to better educate my teacher when he had to read it. The paper quickly became about the individual histories about Unitarianism and Universalism going all the way back to the Arian heresy, plus a large section on deism just sort of thrown in because it felt like it fit. I found all sorts of information about Unitarianism, such as the fact that in 1822, Thomas Jefferson predicted that Unitarianism, quote, will ere long be the religion of the majority from north to south, I have no doubt. As we now know, that didn't really happen. But it was just one of the many fascinating things I learned about Unitarianism, which stood in contrast with the relative scarcity of information easily available online as related to universalism. Luckily for me, I found an incredible article on patheos.com called Why Universalism? Loving the Hell Out of the World. And this article helped to establish a basis for many of the portions of my essay that dealt with universalism. Only after writing the whole essay, when I went back to do my citations, did I notice that the author of the article was a one Reverend Carl Gregg. (laughs) So I have to thank Reverend Carl for helping me, without even realizing it, on an essay where I was a bit in over my head. Understanding the history of our faith has helped me to appreciate it much more and has helped to ground my religious identity firmly within a longer tradition. Even before then, but especially now, whenever anyone asks me what religion I am, I always say, Unitarian Universalist, to which they always say, what? I try to explain a quick history of the name, what you use are like these days, and what I believe personally, but it's the precious few whose eyes don't glaze over. People who actually get Unitarian Universalism are the exception rather than the rule, so I have to act with that in mind. I took an English 102 class at FCC last semester, despite still being a student at Frederick High, and... For some reason, in one of my papers, it seemed important to explain something of my personal philosophy. I would have normally said that my philosophy has been shaped by Unitarian Universalism, but I figured my professor probably wouldn't know much about UU. Instead, I wrote that it had been shaped by liberal Christianity, classical philosophy, and Buddhism, which is all true, but Unitarian Universalism would have been perhaps an even more accurate way to describe it. However, I had assumed wrong. And if anyone knows about Unitarian Universalism, it would be my English 102 professor, Professor Megan Gregg, (laughs) who I only realized is Reverend Carl's wife after I had already finished the class. (laughs) 
The final paper that I wrote for Professor Gray's class was about the philosophy of suicide as it related to the podcast S-Town. And I sent that paper, with Professor Gregg's comments on it, to Amherst College as part of my application. Since then, I've been accepted to Amherst College, and I've committed there, and I'll be attending class there this fall. But I have to thank Professor Gregg for challenging me in that particular way to write what I consider one of the best pieces of writing I've ever produced, and of which I am truly proud, and which I honestly believed helped me to get into Amherst College. Massachusetts has always been a stronghold for Unitarianism, and despite the town of Amherst only having 38,000 residents, it has a 125-year-old congregation that I look forward to attending while I'm in school up there. All the same, I intend to continue coming to UUCF whenever I'm back in Frederick on break and not working. Because Unitarian Universalism, and this congregation in particular, has shaped who I am, who I try to be, how I live my life, and the direction of my future. Thank you. Thank you, Sam.